Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real World Productivity Podcast. I'm Adam Moody, and today I'm talking with Laura Wright, the rogue Pinterest powerhouse and a content marketing expert. So first of all, welcome, Laura. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Awesome. Well, we're just going to jump right into it today. Uh, I do this with everyone, but you know, my first set of questions is just going to be about you uh, and your experience so that we can kind of all get on the same page and up speed with who you are and what brought you here. So if you don't mind, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, absolutely. So um, the fun way that I explain who I am is a rogue Pinterest powerhouse. Um, I help high-performing business owners, content creators, and influencers grow profitably um, the right way with sustainable systems so that they can be found first without having tantrums over tech or trading their sleep for success. Um, I do it a couple different ways. We're going to talk about a couple of them here with Pinterest being my main focus, um, using my growth to greatness framework, and then repurposing what you already have. So again, you have that sustainable system in place. Um, my background, the reason yeah. I call myself rogue, I guess, um, is because I used to be a virtual assistant. Um, no joke. I I was trying to be one of those people that was, um, what do they say, jack of all trades and master of none. Yeah. Tried to help everybody do all the things all the time. Um, I got really burnt out. I had a, oh, he was two at the time, I believe, um, a two-year-old, and it just, it really wasn't working. So I went back to what I know and love, which is systems, and figured out what one of these processes and systems did I really love and want to do again and again. And it was graphic design. And so I figured out how to use that because that was really my love um, and started as a Pinterest BA then. Um, it was really hard to, to kind of make that jump. Um, I still wanted to help all the people to be able to provide for my family all the time. But uh, once I did make that change, I was able to see the phenomenal growth that my clients and my students and anybody that I was really coming in contact with and trying to help them with this um, excel. And so now to date, we've been able to help students and clients um, bring in over seven figures month to month just by focusing on what they already have and using the power of Pinterest. And so that's really when I started to see that. Um, that's what lit the fire, to be honest. Wow. Okay. Uh, so I, there's a lot to unpack there. So I'm yeah. definitely focused on the last part. Uh, definitely a recency bias here. But you're saying that you're helping them get these amazing results using what they already have. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, absolutely. So a lot of times when people hear Pinterest, they think about how it's another social media platform. They think about how it's a visual platform and they think about how it's a content-based platform. So they think of it as like a triple threat is what I call it. Yeah. Um, all these things that they have to do to try to make it work. And it's really not like that. Social media is a feed-based type platform. So Facebook, Instagram, they all can still be visual. Mm -hmm. But with Pinterest, it's a search-based platform. So if you are taking the time to put a system in place to figure out what phrases and keywords are being searched 
on Google and on Pinterest, then you can use your time effectively with content that you already have to reach those people. So really you just took away two of those issues that people are saying they have, and then you can batch create these creatives. As long as you come up with a couple different layouts that really speak to your audience and make them really want to click through and learn more, you can run with three templates. I mean, it's branding at its basic. So yeah. Wow. Okay. So what kind of businesses? I am honestly intrigued and like, is this a service thing? Is it a product base? Could an e-commerce person do this? Absolutely. So there have been amazing updates um, just with Shopify alone for e-commerce businesses. Oh, cool. Um, they now have this really cool integration that they mm -hmm. can do. Um, WooCommerce, all those people for e-commerce, there's Pinterest allows you to do um, shoppable pins and like a catalog of your products, which is super awesome. Um, and then for any service-based business, they start to kind of think outside of the box once they break through that barrier mm -hmm. and figure out what are the solutions that they can provide with their services and what are those benefits. And when you know that, you can start to figure out what the end user is searching for to solve that problem or find that benefit and put your services in front of their face when they're on the platform. Wow, okay, that's awesome. I'm not gonna lie, I am not a Pinterest expert or anywhere close to it. I have used it though. Um, I come from an SEO background, so this is super intriguing, but I am going to stop myself from going down this rabbit <laughs> hole <laughs> and uh, check out your uh, great training, I think. So uh, sure. let me pull back a step there and, and say, uh, you know, now you've got obviously all this training, you're working with students, you've got clients, uh, you used to be a VA doing this. What, what happened? There had to have been a pretty big transition for you in terms of time management. Uh, you know, you're already understanding the power of processes as a VA. But like, what kind of changes happened around that? Yeah, there were um, a lot of ups and downs as an entrepreneur sees anyway. Um, but some of the biggest changes in processes were figuring out how to create a calendar for each of my clients. Um, so I would work certain days for certain clients where other clients, they would not have the work done because I could use tools to mm -hmm. schedule out in advance. So Monday would be for client A and I would schedule for the week or seven, seven days for them. Mm -hmm. um, and then client B would be Tuesday. Um, and so setting up that kind of a process really was awesome. Um, we also used other processes where I would pull down anything from their website, landing pages, articles. I would scroll and scrape their Facebook pages, um, any LinkedIn articles that they may have and compile a strategy of how many times I would pull from one of those sources to then figure out where I want that traffic to go. So if they're having more of those sales type conversations um, and the conversations that are converting for whatever their product service or anything is, mm -hmm. that's where I would focus on starting first. And that doesn't always necessarily mean their website. 
that could mean that they're more heavily based on Instagram. Um, or maybe they're a YouTuber and they really want to try to get more eyes from a wider audience in a different arena to that space. And so setting up those types of things um, took a bit of time. But now that you have programs like Zapier and all that where you can pull all this information in, then I get to use those tools to save me time, repurpose what they have, and then really just have fun with the creation of bringing people in. That's, yeah, I think that that's uh, such an important part. And we're going to get into the repurposing content because that's about about where I was going to go. But I want to stop real quick and ask, um, so you've been on the other side, you've been a VA, you've been part of someone's team. Um, do you have a team now? I do have a team now. Yep. So we manage two different parts of um, my agency. The side that I have a team with is um, individuals who help me with the reporting for my clients. Mm -hmm. And then I have a junior graphic designer so that we can create those templates for the clients right in the beginning. Cause then it doesn't matter which one of us hop in. We're just changing titles and imagery that way. Yeah. Um, the only side that I don't have a team for right now is my ad side. We are looking at growing that, um, but that is a process that is a little bit more finicky on Pinterest um, than organic. And okay. so I've been a little bit more um, perfectionist and tight handed with it. And I tend to want to control everything myself for them. So Gotcha. But as you're saying this, you're realizing like, uh, I just need to start handing this off. Right yes. Now. <laughs> oh yeah. I've been realizing for the past couple of months I do. So we're going through the process of um, figuring out who would be a good fit to help us with that. But I have a phenomenal team that helps me. And it's really cool. We actually monthly pull together all the crazy stats that we help our clients achieve on a monthly basis. Mm -hmm. And we call it the pin union and we put it up on our blog. And so I do that just like how bloggers are like, this is my income report. And yeah, so yeah. we do like, these are our sexy stats on Pinterest report. So that's really fun to see and celebrate them with too. No, that's awesome. I mean, it's good for you. It's good for the clients. Obviously they're getting the results and people like seeing that. Like, yeah, yeah. it's not just random stuff happening. There's real, real value. So. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Okay. Uh, well, I went to your website and you had a headline that I really liked. Uh, it said, stop wasting your precious time chasing down a potential client in hopes of them working with you. Um, I really think this is something that, you know, I took to heart and I think more of us need to understand. Uh, and moving forward, having content like a podcast, a YouTube channel or other is just going to become more and more and more important. It's not like social media is going away, right? Yeah, um, so to me, it's not about quantity, but it's about creating that audience of people who know, like, and trust you. Uh, before they even make it to your website. I would assume you probably think the same thing. Um, yep. Yeah, so then, you know, how do you help uh, people with this that come to you and just don't maybe understand it or they see it as, ah, you're talking about Pinterest, that just means I need to spend, you know, $1,000 there or I just need to, you know, spend 10 hours a week in there. How do you kind of guide them and change the way they think about this? Oh my gosh, such a great question. So one of the things that I focus heavily on is the repurposing side of things, but um, making sure that you're only spending one hour a week or getting to that point of where you can only spend one hour a week on Pinterest and have it still be wildly successful for you. And so that's one of the things that I love teaching yeah. is to be able to how to set that up 
the awesome thing with Pinterest and the reason we don't mention Pinterest in that sentence is because it can be a, an attraction magnet. Um, it's all, and you will understand this, SEO-based, and I geek out about all the stats and how to find keywords and where people are, but it's really, if you take a step back from the marketing side of where you look at, okay, maybe you know how to repurpose content on Facebook or on Instagram, um, or maybe it's a Facebook Live video, it's gonna be similar but different on Pinterest. For example, if you do a Facebook post, you may be talking in general terms and not use dates um, and ask them either open-ended questions that you can answer and then lead them somewhere or provide them an article that's evergreen or some other resource that can be evergreen. With Pinterest, it can be the same process where you're going to lead them to that evergreen content but everything that you're talking about, you're going to use a title and description. In that title and description is where you're going to put those keywords and hashtags. And not only that, those images can have those same keywords and phrases that are going to grab them, but I can set up five to seven different images and titles that essentially say something different, but the end result, the end goal is the same and have it go to the same place. So now, instead of creating five to seven different Facebook posts mm -hmm. every month, over and over again to quote unquote repurpose your content, I can put out five to seven images that organically will be repinned or saved. They're, they're changing the, the lingo on me here. Yeah. Um, they can be clicked through things like that, where you're not doing it on a daily, monthly, weekly basis with that same title, you're putting it out there. And as long as you put up that forefront of the work, which is what I teach in that one hour, sit down, get this done, mm -hmm. then you're going to reap that benefit 15, 20 times more than that one Facebook post you're doing every couple of weeks. Yeah, and I would think that, you know, to put, yeah, some more numbers on it, that, that one hour, probably the same ROI, right? Like 15 to 20 hours. Oh, back, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. So do you help people do this themselves as well? Or is this mostly a client? So is that part of it? And then there is the client-based side of it? Yep, there okay. is. Um, so my signature Pintastic Growth to Greatness framework has two different parts to it. I actually have a program where it's a course plus monthly coaching. Um, so they pay one payment and they get lifetime access. They stuck with me for life. And um, then we do monthly coaching calls. So like Pinterest just came up with a bunch of changes because of different things changing in the world right now and how we're addressing um, our daily lives. Yep. And so our coaching call was centered around how to fit those in your niche. So they're constantly getting that updated um, information to put into their framework and strategy. And then the other side of things is I do coaching for them too. So okay. we'll do a one day intensive to go through a specific plan for them. Because once you really, once you have that plan, I call them SOPs. Once you have them, you really can run with it yourself. You can have a VA jump in and help you with it. Like there's so many possibilities of making it so much easier for you to be able to get this done that it, it will just start to fly for you. Cool. 
Well, let's, uh, you mentioned it, having a VA, is this uh, something where someone could put a VA through your training and say, hey, go for it, you know, let's do this? Absolutely. So we actually structure it for that specifically because I have the VA background. Yeah. Um, so you can join yourself if that's what you want to do. Um, what I do is I have a full transparency background. Um, I love open door policy. I love people seeing what I'm doing, learning what I'm doing. Because in reality, people don't come to hire me or anybody for that matter if they could do it themselves. They just really need their time back. Yeah. Um, and so we have a special different pricing for them to put themselves in the program to know what their VA is doing and have that peace of mind that they're learning from an expert in the industry, but then a super, super low rate for their VA to come in with them. So they're not gotcha. having to pay for like two, two different seats. individuals. No. Nope. Yeah. Cool. Well, that's really one. That's nice of you. And two, I think that's a great way to do it and encourage people because you're also helping them. Hey, you should have, you know, someone do this and help you. That's the Absolutely. Goal. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, so what are your uh, favorite tools that you recommend uh, for help speeding this stuff up? Now, I am a big fan of tools. I try not to get too into shiny objects, but I mean, especially when we're talking about social media, there's a lot of stuff I know that can really save you a lot of time. Yeah, absolutely. So Tailwind is the biggest one. Um, I highly suggest that anybody who does not have Tailwind, check it out. Mm -hmm. You can go to laurawright.com forward slash Tailwind. It'll show you all the benefits and things like that on there, but they're one of the only platforms that I will use for scheduling because I feel like they really have our interests in mind. Um, they're preferred partners with Pinterest. They have done trainings with Pinterest direct on the trainings with them. So you know that no matter what you're doing, their platform will tell you if you are staying within the guidelines of the best practices for that platform. So it's, it's super helpful in that yeah. regard. They have really great analytics to be able to help you set up the schedule. So you can basically fill the queue for seven days, for 30 days, for three months if you really wanted, um, and have it just churn and run for you knowing it's going out at the best times for your audience. Um, the other tool, if you guys are WordPress users, that I highly suggest is called Tasty Pins. Um, it's not just for bloggers, uh, food bloggers. It's actually for anybody that has articles on their website or blogs on their website where they don't want that long two, three image of Pinterest to be taking up all the space, but they still want people to have that click worthy image that they took time to create show up when they're sharing to the platform. So what it does is it gives you the option to hide those images. You can do a number of different ones. So if you batch create them, like we talked about, you can put all five of them up in that article and then you can force what the title and description is that you want when it's shared. And that's really going to help you in the long run mm -hmm. because when people share stuff on the platform, they're not always sharing it because they know how Pinterest works they're sharing it because they want your information and they want to remember it or they think it's valid enough to share it with someone that's following that. But they don't know how to structure those keywords and phrases that you would know on how to reach the right people. Yeah. And so when it gives you that ability to force it, you don't have to go in for every single image and create all the 
keywords and titles and write 10 different descriptions, you can just do it once. And then the platform will force it for all of those images on that one URL. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I'm gonna have to actually look into this. I've heard, I've used Tailwind a while ago, never heard of Tasty Pens, and since most of the world uses WordPress, that's probably something we should all be aware of. So. Yeah. Very cool. Um, let's see. Uh, We've talked a little bit about uh, people getting started with this. I'm going to kind of circle back to the, the kind of businesses. We said this works for both uh, products and services. Like what's an ideal type of person who could come in and say, hey, I should really, you know, think about attacking Pinterest for my business. Like what, is that, what does that person look like? So the ideal person to come in and attack Pinterest is someone who has content living online already. When I say that, some run scared. Yes. Content means you don't have to have a blog. You could be putting up articles on LinkedIn. Mm -hmm. You could be doing short um, posts on Facebook that could be a micro blog, things like that. But you have to already have that content out there so that you can have the URLs to share on Pinterest. If you don't have the content out there, you can still start what I suggest is anybody who is starting brand new, fresh, maybe you're just starting your business, be very cautious of staying consistent on the platform. So it doesn't mean you have to have hundreds of pages of content or five years on social worth of posts that you've done. It just means that if you have less content, be strategic about the titles that you use on graphics, how many times you pin to that one URL, and just focus on, again, I feel like I'm saying it a lot, but repurposing what you have, really. So I had someone come to me saying she bought a program on how to do Pinterest, and it told her she had to be pinning 30 to 40 times a day Whoa. of her own content. That's so, to me, like that's mind blowing. Um, it's a huge myth. Really, they focus on consistency and quality. So if you can pin once a day, stick with that and run with it. I have clients, we actually have a case study going live in a couple weeks about how one of our clients pins five times a day. And she had, I think it was 177,000 impressions to her website from Pinterest. Wow. Then we had another client who pins anywhere from 12 to 17 times a day. And she has 230,000 impressions. Not a huge jump, but there is a huge difference in how many pins each of those clients are pinning. Mm -hmm. And so we really focus on that quality. If they have it, put it out there. If you don't have it, put a strategic plan together to stay consistent with what you're going to be doing. Gotcha. Well, then that leads to my next question then, I guess. Um, obviously, the content is the backbone of this. So yeah. that would definitely be some, I guess, when you, people come in, that that's maybe the most common issue is do you help them with fixing their content? Because either they're putting out content that nobody wants to see or they just don't even do it. Absolutely. Yep. And so one of the things that um, I work with people on is what I call, I have two different ventures about mm -hmm. it, um, but we have something called the Funnel-tastic Clubhouse. And it's something I do with my First business. First of all, I love the name. But <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. You're going to love it even more. I just um, imagine like I, a tree house. But, uh, exactly. Yeah. 
That's totally what we thought of. (laughs) Um, So Amy is my biz bestie and her and I really came up with this because when people hear content or when people hear funnels, they kind of get this like tensed feeling about it. Um, They may have an icky feeling. They're not quite sure how to do it or they think that they have to purchase all these tech programs to make it work. Um, And so in the Funnel-tastic Clubhouse, we have a treasure map that helps them. I know it's great. A treasure map that helps them kind of figure out where are they? Where are those human connections and conversations happening? And where can we put steps in place to have a process where it is a sales flow, whether it's to a product or a service? Um, But then we then can tell them, okay, this is now what you have for content, right? This is now where you're, you're structuring people to go to. Then they can go back to Pinterest and say, oh my gosh, I have it starting here and here and here. And now I can use Pinterest to fuel my funnel that I've just set up. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's really cool to be able to see that light bulb kind of click for people. Oh yeah. Um, Cause there are so many platforms out there that make you feel like you have to do it the traditional way with landing pages and tech and headaches and losing sleep and yeah, like yeah. all the things. Right. So it's, it's really cool to see that kind of click. So what kind of, um, you know, we're talking about having some, uh, case studies where you're talking hundreds of thousands of impressions. Um, what does that look like to a business owner? You know, if somebody's listening to this and they're saying, well, that sounds nice. I'd like to have 230,000 impressions on my website. What, what does that involve? Is that like a full-time VA? Is it a couple hours a week? Is it, you know, content? What, what does that look like to the business owner? Yeah. So specifically the one who is posting five times a day, Mm -hmm. um, she has, I think seven blog posts. Okay. Um, she is not active on social media as most people are. She Mm -hmm. does post She will do videos every once in a while, but it's not like the daily structure. Um, And so she has hired us to be able to go in and on a weekly basis, update her account with new pin images and like kind of all the stuff that she would need to still get that impression count, right? Um, I think the last time an article was written on her website was a couple of years ago, (laughs) which is totally fine. I mean, she's... It's worth. I was gonna say if it's you know evergreen and worthwhile content, but it is kind of mind blowing to be like, oh yeah, you can get those results without new content. You can, and content is another one of those phrases that is kind of like the buzzword um, that will scare people away because you think about posts. Everybody's doing posts. It doesn't matter where you're doing it, right? It's just, where can you send people to see those posts? Where can you send people to see about what you're talking about? If that's a product on Etsy, great. If that's um, a conversation that you're having over on Instagram about a new video that you just did on IGTV, great. It doesn't matter for you to have to go to one specific place and try to learn a new way to push out content it matters that you're comfortable with it and that we can get a URL and create a flow to that place. Makes sense. Uh, Speaking of other places, I can't remember if I saw this on your website or somewhere else, please forgive me, 
but it looks like there was an update and this might have been what you were talking about Pinterest for uh, virtual events. Yeah. Is that, okay. So yeah. given that for anyone listening in the future, it is now, uh, today is the 21st of May, 2020. We're in the midst of coronavirus pandemic going on. Um, yeah. So virtual events near and dear to me. I do a live event every year. This year, of course, it's going to be virtual. Um, but uh, I never thought of Pinterest as being like, oh, yeah, I could maybe use this platform to generate interest in an event. What, what's going on there? Yeah, so that's in the beginning when I talked about how they change it to help the content creators. They don't change the game on you to make you have to try to figure out a new algorithm. Mm -hmm. They really change it to benefit what you guys need. Um, in different times. And so one of the newest features, and you did find it on my website. Okay, good. Um, I was like, I think I did, events. but I didn't make a note. So. <laughs> yep, totally. You totally did. Um, we're actually, this is only a piece of the puzzle because we have a guest post going on Social Media Examiner soon that will go more deep into the specifics of those changes during this quarantine time and how to really use them effectively on the platform one of those things is virtual events. And so a really cool thing that they've done is they've allowed people to be able to put date specifics on boards. And so the way you can do this is just like Facebook. If you're going to be sending out promotional images to get people to sign up or bring in awareness for a virtual event that you're gonna do and you link to it, you now can do the same thing on Pinterest. And so it's just giving you an option to be able to focus on the exact time of when that event's going to be. You can drip out the content on those boards so that it's showing them like this is a benefit. Oh, a new speaker is coming. Oh, this is happening. Like just same thing that you would do for a live event, mm -hmm. um, but all virtually. And they're helping you with that as they set up those boards and that option to be able to do that. Um, they've also given us lists on what is new for the top trending searches in terms of virtual. So whether it's virtual sleepovers for kids, <laughs> virtual events for businesses, it doesn't matter, but those are really taking off in terms of trending terms so and keywords. And so that, that's kind of why they're giving this other side of it to help you guys be able to better access a way to promote what may be kind of a frustrating time for people. Yeah, definitely. Well, that's good to know. I, and I never would have, hopefully it's making a connection for someone else too. I never would have thought, oh yes, Pinterest for events. Why not? But no, that's really cool. Um, well, wrapping it back around a little bit into either processes or productivity, time management, building a team. Um, you know, if you could go back in time five years and talk to five years younger Laura, what would you, what would you tell her? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would tell her time management wise, record the process as you do it the first time. Um, I use Loom video for everything now. I've gotten very good at recording when I'm uploading a new pin, when I'm creating a new pin, things like that. Because if you are kind of where that glass ceiling is right above you and you want to hire a VA or you need somebody to outsource to, it's going to save you so much time if you have these things that you've done in the past pre-recorded. So even if you don't intend to hand it off for the next two, five, 10 years, still record your process of how you did it because not only could you repurpose that into 
a course for someone or a training for someone, maybe it's a pop sale training, right? Um, but then you can also have that VA create that documentation and include the Loom video to the trainings that you do. And so you just saved yourself a whole heck of a lot of time because you're walking through it yourself. Um, five years ago, I actually sold a repurposing course. Now it's just a course that I use as like a bonus um, mm -hmm. for different things that I sell. But the repurposing course was all video trainings based off of a process I set up between one of my clients and I. And it sold crazy amounts because it took people through the exact steps of what I was doing for this person. So it was almost like I sold it first because I worked with this client. I asked permission to use it in the course, but I worked with her to really figure out what process does she want to do to repurpose her live stream videos. And so now I had all these short three minute, four minute processes of steps that I took and a huge long documentation, a Google calendar, like all the things that I handed off to her that I then turn around and monetized as well. Nice. So it's really cool to just be able to put the pieces together and, and have that. Um, I literally am always on the, on loom and always recording what I do. My kids will be sitting and watching a video and I will still be like, okay, over here today, <laughs> we are going to. <laughs> oh, um, that's great. I think, uh, yeah, one, I'm a huge fan of Loom, exactly what you're talking about. And I'm going to call what you did like Loom or like Loom Squared, like not a repurposing <laughs> content squared. Not only did you repurpose it, but you're now making it into a course, which is great. So yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> it was so cool. And well, anybody can do that. It's your own oh, expertise. Yeah. So I didn't sell it for hundreds of dollars. It was a $97 product and it was, this is what you get. And, um, here's my, why I do it, how I do it and how you can relate it to you. And that was it. And people loved it. Outstanding. Well, we got time for one more question. Uh, so I'm going to ask you, you can give me more than one. I got, I got some leeway after asking people this, uh, a whole lot, but <laughs> what uh, book or just piece of media do you find yourself recommending the most to people these days? Oh, book or piece of media. I am an audible person. Ooh, all right. So I actually am going to pull up the audible on my phone. I think really as a business owner, the one, um, I, I might get some flack for this. That's okay. I and it, could, it doesn't have to be business. It can be, this is anything goes. I've got to really preface this. So. Okay. So <laughs> this is like business and life. Um, the two books that I really like right now are Mastering Your Mean Girl um, and un Unapologetically Stop Apologizing. And so I know there's some controversy about um, Rachel Hollis and if she wrote it or if she had pieces that she borrowed, quote unquote, from other writers. But I really think the message is still there. A lot of business owners and even as a parent always apologize. Like I was on a Facebook live training the other day with a coach of mine. And she said, I'm sorry, guys, I got to go take care of my kids. I used to do the same thing, but don't apologize for your lifestyle. Don't apologize for you being you and your family and how you walk the way you walk and talk the way you talk. Like 
that is the way you were made. And that is the way people are going to be attracted to you. And then the mean girl, (laughs) I used to say yes to everything. And we touched on that as a VA um, in business and in life. I was always the mom. I I still kind of am. um, (laughs) Who says, oh, you need somebody on the board of directors? Sure. Let me help you out. Oh, you need help with this? I got you. Don't worry. Um, And you really got to figure out what brings you joy, where that unbalanced balance is going to be for your family, Mm -hmm. and just really how to structure it so that she says so that you're the mean girl, but really so that you're just living to the fullest potential that you can. Definitely. I definitely agree. I think that's a, a, a lifelong skill, no matter who you are, like saying no becomes more and more important. And, yeah. you know, sometimes you have to say yes, but it's, it's tough when you sit down and realize, oh yeah, I, I forget who said it, somebody important, I'm sure. But you know, if it's not a hell yes, it should be a no. Yeah. I've heard that too. And I don't remember either. Yeah, now that you said recall. that. <laughs> But that's, yeah, that's one that I have to remind myself instead of yeah. when I'm just like, yeah, okay. It's like, wow, I should not have said yes to that. It should be like, oh, yes, awesome. I'm 110% in, let's do this. Uh-huh. Yes, amazing. And I, it, even if you think you have it, keep working on it because it's going to constantly be brought up and it's going to constantly be a battle that you work through. There's always going to be something new. So it's not something that you're just going to flip a switch and be perfect at. Uh, I definitely am not, <laughs> but my family Nobody knows is, that yeah. and yeah. they help me, you know, it's, it's just, we know our strengths and our weaknesses. So definitely. Well, Laura, thank you so much uh, for being on the podcast. This has been great. I appreciate all of the stuff you've shared, uh, Pinterest uh, teams, your background as well. This has been really interesting. Uh, so, you know, where can people go find out more about you, what you're working on, what you got coming up? Yeah, absolutely. So we put together a website specifically for you guys. Um, It is lorewright.com, P-A-E. And it is a challenge. I'm going to pull it up so I can read my title for you guys specifically. And my video might go off here. But it is a challenge um, that I put together specifically for your audience to help them walk through making Pinterest work. It's a very quick challenge. There are five videos, one a day, under five minutes each. But it's an access to one of those step-by-step video tutorials that I love so much to help you be able to discover how to build that visibility and boost your leads so that you can increase the profits of your business in that sustainable manner. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for sharing that with with us. And I will, of course, put that link in the show notes. Uh, Is there anything else anyone should know? Or if they want to get in touch with you, what's the best way to do that? Yeah, best way to do that. You can find me anywhere on social media, Laura Reich. um, LauraReich.com. You can go to. There are a number of different places to connect with me there. Um, I'm on Facebook. I am on Instagram. Um, I'm on all the places, but really... I love Pinterest and we all know this. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Laura. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. It was awesome. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Real World Productivity Podcast. If you know someone that would enjoy this episode, please grab the link and send it via email, message, or whatever means works best. 
Now, if you're looking for more ways to increase your productivity, time management, and team building skills, be sure to go to productivity.academy resources to find out what tools, cheat sheets, and services can get you started and make the most impact right now. For those who want to make fast changes and want to save dozens of hours, I highly recommend joining the 14-Day Productivity Foundation Challenge at productivity.academy slash foundation challenge. This 14-day challenge takes minutes per day, but will help you develop or improve your daily review to get more done with less distractions and loss of focus. You'll also get over-the-shoulder directions for setting up an automation to save dozens of hours and the process for deciding what else you should automate and how to do it. And if you're serious about continuous improvement and you know that productivity, time management, and team building will impact every area of your personal and professional life, join us in the Growth Automation Membership. Find out more at productivity.academy slash join.